We're going to be in Genesis chapter 1 starting in verse 26. Vamos a estar en Génesis capítulo 1 versículo 26. It says here, then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it. Dice la Escritura, Y dijo, Hagamos al ser humano, a nuestra imagen y semejanza, que tenga dominio sobre los peces del mar, y sobre las aves del cielo, sobre los animales domésticos, sobre los animales salvajes, y sobre todos los reptiles que se arrastran sobre el suelo. Y Dios creó al ser humano a su imagen, lo creó a imagen de Dios. Hombre y mujer los creó. Y los bendijo con estas palabras, sean fructíferos y multiplíquense, llenen la tierra y sometanla. Pray with me, please. Oren conmigo. Lord Jesus, I, I just pray for your spirit, Lord, to come in and illuminate your scripture to us today. Señor, yo, yo te pido que venga tu Espíritu Santo para alumbrar, para darnos entendimiento. Write your word, write your truth on our hearts. Escribe tu verdad en, en nuestros corazones. Help us see uh, how we're created and what we're created for. Ayúdanos a entender este, por qué fuimos creados y por qué existimos. Teach us today, Lord. Enséñanos, Señor. In Jesus' name. En nombre de Jesús. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Pueden tomar asiento. So today we're starting a four-week series on marriage. Hoy vamos a empezar este una una serie de cuatro semanas sobre el diseño de Dios para el matrimonio. Today we're going to look at God's design for marriage and why it's so difficult. Hoy vamos a ver sobre el diseño de Dios para el matrimonio y por qué es difícil. Right next week we're going to look at God's plan to redeem marriage. La próxima sem semana veremos la, el plan de Dios para redimir el matrimonio. Week three, we're gonna we're gonna look at what do I do if I'm in a difficult marriage, and, and what if I do uh, if I'm single. La semana número tres vamos a, vamos a estudiar este eh, cómo uh, lidiar con un, un matrimonio difícil. And week four, Pastor Josué is gonna preach on on parenting, and we'll have two bilingual services that day. Y la cuarta semana el pastor Josué va a enseñar sobre la crianza. Ser, buenos padres y va a haber dos servicios bilingües. And it's fitting that we're doing this uh, this uh, marriage series because March 10th coming up here is my 9 year anniversary. Y es bueno que estamos repasando esto porque el 10 de marzo es mi an aniversario de 9 años casado con Ruthie. I don't get no claps for 9 years. I got to keep going. I'll get clapped at like 20. You can clap for me. <laughs> But uh I I've loved marriage. It's been the best nine years of my life. I've matured and I've grown a ton. Me encanta el matrimonio. Este, he aprendido, han sido los mejores nueve años en, de mi vida. I still remember the first time I, I told Ruthie that I loved her. I, I was dropping her off at, at her, her parents' house. Me acuerdo la primera vez que le dije a Ruthie que te amo. La estaba dejando en la, en la casa de sus padres. And I said it and all kinds of tears started coming down her face and I'm freaking out like, oh my God, women crying. I don't like this. Le dije a Ruthie y empezó a, a llorar y me asusté. No sé qué, qué hacer. I was like, oh my God, what did I just say? I don't even know what love is. Dios mío, ¿qué es lo que le dije? You know, but I, I remember clearly at that time deciding that I was going to love her, that I wasn't going to go back on that, 
And I began making plans to, to marry her. Desde ese momento, pues, comencé a planificar este nuestro matrimonio. Let me tell you, I had, I had many times those very uh, struggled with commitment issues. Muchas so, veces en mi vida he luchado con el tema de compromiso en mi vida. So God uh, helped me overcome that. And we ended up dating. We were dated for four months and were engaged. And then three months later, we're married. So seven months total. El Señor me ayudó sobresalir de eso porque estábamos saliendo como novios por cuatro meses. Right. Y después ahí, nos, tres meses después, nos casamos. Entonces, siete meses en total. I was ready for marriage, I'm saying. Yo estaba listo para el matrimonio. But what, what I've learned and I've seen in marriage is that marriage reveals you. Lo que he aprendido del matrimonio es que el matrimonio revela muchas cosas. Right when you're dating, you can put on your best face, best act, but when you're married, you see everything. Everyone, all of our sin, all of our junk is there for all, for, you know, your spouse to see. Cuando estamos de novios, pues es fácil mostrar que somos perfectos y todo eso, pero cuando nos casamos, todo está expuesto, expuesto todos nuestros pecados. Right, so anytime you put two sinners together, it's going to be difficult. Cuando pones a dos pecadores juntos, pues sí, vas a ver el pecado de, el uno, uno del otro. Now, on top of that, what we've seen, and we're going to see this today, from the beginning, Satan has had an attack on marriage. Y vamos a ver aquí que desde el principio, Satanás ha atacado el matrimonio. Right, he wants to destroy marriage. He wants to destroy the family which, which holds society together. Quiere destruir el matrimonio, quiere destruir la familia porque es la cosa fundamental de una sociedad. So let's look at God's design for marriage. Vamos a ver entonces el diseño de Dios para el matrimonio. And it's important as we look at Genesis 1, it's important to know that Genesis 1 is kind of an overview of the creation of, of mankind and Genesis 2 is, is, gives us more specific, it zooms into the garden and gives us details. Vamos a ver este dos relatos en el capítulo 1 que es un un relato general de la creación de la humanidad en el capítulo 2 va a ser eh, un relato más enfocado con este el hombre y Dios. So the first thing we learn is that God designed marriage. Lo primero que vemos es que Dios diseñó el, el matrimonio. Right? God and only God gets to say what marriage is and what gender is. Que solamente Dios puede definir el matrimonio y el género. Right, the the world, the the nation that we live in is is redefining marriage and in gender. La nación en la cual vivimos hoy quiere redefinir este el matrimonio y el género. So, regardless of what our culture says or popular opinion says, we go to God to see what marriage is. A pesar de lo que diga nuestra cultura, tenemos que ir a la palabra de Dios para ver lo que dice. Right, regardless of what our feelings or our desires or our emotions tell us, we go to God for truth. We're not led by feelings and emotions that can lead us astray. A pesar de nuestros sentimientos, deseos, emociones, eh, a pesar de eso, tenemos que ir a la palabra de Dios para ver la definición del matrimonio. So we see here in, in Genesis 1 that God designed marriage and He created man and woman in His image. Vemos aquí que Dios creó el matrimonio y que creó al hombre en su imagen. Now this is a very important concept for you to understand. Este es un concepto sumamente importante para que tienen que entender. Mankind 
is created to glorify God. We're, we're created to put God on display. Que el ser humano fue creado en la imagen de Dios y para uh, exponer la gloria de Dios en la creación. Right, we're created to look like God, to show people what God looks like. Que fuimos creados en la semejanza de Dios para mostrar su semejanza en el mundo. Not necessarily what he looks like, but how he's like, right? His character. No como es exactamente, pero como dije, su semejanza. All right, so wait, I don't know if you've ever done this, but have you ever gotten a mirror and, and reflected the sun's light in someone else's eyes to mess with them? Un ejemplo, alguna vez en sus vidas han agarrado un espejo y han reflejado la luz, tal vez los rayos del sol o de una luz en los ojos de su amigo. Right, maybe you've had a watch and you're just messing with it, putting in people's eyes just to get their attention or distract them. Tal vez con un amigo han tomado su reloj y han este, reflejado la luz en los ojos mientras están right. manejando. And so, what, when God creates us in, in his image, we're created, we're, we're mirrors, right? And our mirror is to display to the world, shine the light of God and his glory to all of creation. En la misma manera, el ser humano es como un espejo que refleja la gloria de Dios a la creación. Right, so when people would look at you, what you would reflect is something about God and in His character. Cuando nos mirara la, la, las personas, podían ver este la gloria de Dios, algo de su carácter en nosotros. Right, His His love and and His mercy and His justice and His peace. Su amor, su misericordia, su justicia. People would see the goodness of God through you. Podrían ver este la bondad de Dios. Nosotros. Not that we're God, but that we display what God is like. No que somos Dios, pero si no reflejamos las características de Dios. And so all through Scripture we see that we're created to reflect God's glory, imitate God, to, to be conformed to His image and likeness. Que vemos en todas las Escrituras que tenemos que reflejar a Dios, imitar a Dios y también este, conformamos a la imagen de Dios. Right, we're created to reflect God. Fuimos creados para reflejar a Dios. Matthew 5.16 says it this way, Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Dice Mateo capítulo 5, versículo 16, Hagan brillar su luz delante de todos para que ellos puedan ver las buenas obras de ustedes y alaben al Padre que está en el cielo. Right. And another thing we see in the way we glorify God in, in verse 20, we see that man is called to be fruitful and multiply. Vemos en el versículo 28 que también el propósito de Dios para nosotros es ser fructíferos y que nos multipliquemos. The idea of fruitful means flourishing, that we're, we're to seek the good and the, the peace of God's creation. La idea de ser fructíferos es para el florecimiento universal de la, de la humanidad, para buscar la paz, o en hebreo shalom, y la bendición de la humanidad. Right, to bring good into this world, to bring blessing to the glory of God and, and see to it that all of mankind flourishes under God's rule. Para traer este, la bondad, este, cosas buenas y para el florecimiento de la humanidad bajo el reino de Dios. Right, and we're created to multiply, to fill the earth, the marriages for, for childbearing. Y también el matrimonio es para multiplicar, es para dar a luz a, a hijos. Right, and I believe it's sinful for you to deny childbearing for your own selfish reasons. Yo creo que es pecado negar el diseño de Dios en dar a luz a hijos nomás por, eh, por egoísmo. So it's not a sin to not have children, 
It's not a sin to not be able to have children, right? But it's a sin to selfishly turn inward and say, you know what, I'm going to ignore that so I can make more money or I can go on vacation, you know, forever. It's okay. For a season, it might be okay, but, but to totally outright deny having children is a sin. No es pecado no tener hijos o no poder tenerlos, sino el pecado es en conscientemente decir, bueno, ¿saben? ¿sabes qué? No quiero tener hijos, quiero ganarme mucho dinero y tomar vacaciones. O sea, el egoísmo de no tener hijos. Right. So here that we begin to see man's role, what God has designed man for. El segundo punto que vamos a ver es, es el papel del hombre. We see that mankind is given dominion. They're called to rule over creation. Vemos en Génesis capítulo 1, versículo 28, que el hombre le es dado dominio sobre la creación. And so man in particular is called to be God's servant leader to, to lead Eve, who later we'll see is called helper. Y aquí Adán, el varón, es dado la, la responsabilidad de ser un líder right. y de guiar a, a Eva en esta obra. Right, so, so God created man to, to lead the task of glorifying God. Que Dios le dio a Adán la obra de glorificar a Dios. By being fruitful and, and multiplying. Siendo fructífero y, y multiplica, multiplicándose. Let's look at chapter 2, verse 15. Vamos a voltear a Génesis capítulo 2, versículo 15. Chapter 2, like I said, zooms into the garden and, and gives us more specific details of, of God's design. En el capítulo 2 es ahora un relato más enfocado, vamos a ir bajo la lupa, este, de la creación. So we see here in verse 15 that the Lord God took the man, he created the man first, he put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and keep it. Nos dice que Dios el Señor tomó al hombre y lo puso en el jardín del Edén para que lo cultivara y lo cuidara. Right, so, so man is, is created first, he's placed in the garden to work and keep the garden to the glory of God. Que el varón fue creado primero y fue puesto en el jardín del Edén para trabajar. Right, he's God's servant leader there to, to see to it that God's creation continues to, to grow and, and flourish and to bring blessing and peace and create governments and homes and right to, to, to cultivate God's earth. Que Adán es el líder servidor de Dios para llevar a cabo este, esta gran obra de la creación para, o sea, para tener familias, para que se multiplique, gobierno, sociedad, todo para la gloria de Dios. And because God, Adam, there's no sin, Adam's going to find great joy, great fulfillment in cultivating in, in the work that God's given him. Porque no hay pecado en el mundo todavía. Adán va a encontrar gran gozo y cumplimiento en hacer la obra que Dios le ha dado. So, right, so, so men, God has called us to work. And he's called us to work and cultivate the garden, right, the responsibility that he's given us. Ahora, a los hombres, a nosotros hombres, Dios nos ha dado la responsabilidad de, para decirlo así, cultivar nuestro propio jardín. Right, so whether you're married or you're single, God's giving you work. He's giving you certain responsibility and you're to, to cultivate things and, and, and watch them grow. No importando si eres casado o soltero, tienes la responsabilidad de, de cultivar, de crecer y que crezcan, que florezcan la, las cosas. Right, we're called to work, which means to invest our time, our, our energy, our, our passion to see good 
to bring about good. Que deberíamos de invertir nuestro tiempo, energía, ideas y pasiones para traer buenas cosas al mundo. Right to be fruitful, right? See that human mankind flourishes. Para ser fructífero, para que la humanidad florezca. And when men ignore this call, right, is you're you're going to have a very dangerous society. Cuando el hombre ignora este llamado, vas a tener una sociedad muy peligrosa. Right, men turn inward and and totally turn on themselves. It's going to be great danger for all. Que el hombre es consumado por el yo y va a ser un peligro para los demás. Right, nothing scarier than the 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 single young man that is all about himself. He's he's dangerous. No nada, most of the crimes are are committed by young men. Y el peligro es que una uno, un joven eh, hombre esté consumado con el yo. No es muy peligroso para la sociedad, aún estadísticamente las, la mayoría de los crímenes así son cometidos por hombres así jóvenes solteros. And so because man is called to lead, he's called to work, he's called to be the provider. Y porque Dios le ha dado esto, porque él debería ser el proveedor. Now there are some rare instances where the man may not be able to do that because of of sickness or handicap, but in general man is called to be the provider. Que en general el hombre es llamado a ser el proveedor de su familia. Hay excepciones, claro, si es una enfermedad grave o tiene una, una discapacidad que no puede trabajar. And the scripture takes this very, uh, holds this in high importance, right? Men working. Que la, la Biblia lo toma, suma, es sumamente importante que el hombre tiene que trabajar. Right, Paul says in Second uh, Thessalonians 3.10, that if a man doesn't work then don't feed him. Nos dice en segunda de Tesalonicenses capítulo 3 versículo 10 que dice, el que no quiera trabajar que tampoco que tampoco coma. Paul is literally saying that if man doesn't want to work, let him starve. Nos está diciendo Pablo literalmente que si un hombre no quiere trabajar, que padezca de hambre. Because Paul knows that when he gets hungry enough, right, he'll put away the video games. He'll turn off the TV and he'll get up and get a job. Porque Pablo sabe que con la motivación del hambre, ese hombre va a apagar los videojuegos y se va a poner a trabajar. And work is so important that 1 Timothy 5.8 says that a man who doesn't provide for his family has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. También Pablo nos dice en 1 Timoteo capítulo 5, versículo 8, dice... El que no provee para los suyos y sobre todo para los de su propia casa ha negado la fe y es peor que un incrédulo. So it's not even that he just is is not doing his role, he's denied the faith, right? No solamente que no está cumpliendo con su papel que Dios le ha dado, sino que está negando la fe. And so you got to know men that that work that God calls us to do is more than just putting food on the table and roof over our family's head. Pero también tenemos que entender, hombres, que nuestro papel no es solamente trabajar para, you know, para alimentar a, a nuestra familia y proveer un hogar, sino también para cultivar a nuestra familia. Part of the work that men are given to do is to nurture the hearts of our wives and children and those given into our care. Que Dios nos da, tenemos el deber de cultivar a nuestras esposas y nuestros hijos que nos ha dado Dios. Typically, we think women are the nurturers, but but men are called to be nurturers as well. Muchas veces pensamos que la mujer es que la que se enfoca en eso, pero no es así. Es el hombre. 
So man is not just work to provide, but he's to lead his family spiritually. Que no solamente trabaja el hombre para proveer, sino sino también es para liderar o guiar a su familia. Right, he's called to to work the hearts of his family. Es para decirlo así, trabajar en los corazón los corazones de nuestra familia. Right, so uh, uh, man, part of your work is is listening to your wife, praying with her, reading the scriptures. Entonces, hombres, parte de nuestro deber es que escuchar a nuestras esposas, orar con ellas, leer las escrituras con ellas. Right, pouring out love and wisdom. Derramando nuestro amor y sabiduría a ellas. And you're the pastor of your 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 the pastor of your home, right? Of your family. You set the spiritual temperature in your home. Tú eres el pastor de tu familia y tú eres el que va a tener ajustar para decirlo así el clima espiritual de tu hogar. And men are called to keep, right? Adam's place to work and to keep, which means to protect, to maintain. Y el otro deber del hombre es guardar o proteger nuestra familia. Right? Maintain the budget, maintain the cars, maintain the yard. There's a lot of work to do. Mantener el presupuesto, mantener este el traspatio. And we're called to protect. We cannot stand by and watch others harm our wives and our children. Y también para proteger a nuestra nuestra esposa y nuestros hijos y no dejar que nadie les haga daño. We have to protect them from ourselves as well in our own sin. Y a veces nos tenemos que proteger aún de nosotros mismos, nuestro egoísmo. But when a, a father doesn't protect, you know, his family, the the wife and the children are extremely vulnerable. Cuando un padre no protege a su esposa y sus hijos, ellos son extremadamente vulnerables. Right when a when a father will abandon abandons his wife or his children or or won't come home, right? From work, his his family's in danger. Cuando abandona su familia o no regresa del trabajo, o sea, a la casa, perdón, después del trabajo. All right, so part of your your work and keeping is to to maintain a, a safe home, to create boundaries of who comes in and and where your children go. Nuestro deber como hombres es tener un hogar seguro y estableciendo este límites de quién entra y quién es, ¿Quién entra en nuestro hogar? One thing I would warn you about is if you have your buddies over partying, getting drunk at your home. Una de las cosas de las cuales les, les quiero advertir es como un ejemplo es trayendo a tus amigos y emborrachándose. Right, if you're having your buddies over getting drunk, you're putting your family in an extremely dangerous situation. Si haces eso, estás arriesgando a tu familia. Right, your children are at at risk of of being molested your your wife is at risk of being raped que corren el peligro de tal vez posiblemente que tu hijo o hija es violada o también o tu esposa and you might not think not you but it happens i know stories of this happening tal vez se dicen no bueno yo no pero si si existe si pasa another thing you must uh, i just give you some advice on protecting your your family your children is is social media and internet otra, otro consejo que yo les daría es también el, controlando el acceso de sus hijos al internet o la media social, como ejemplo Facebook. Right, if your if your kids especially have unfiltered access to internet, they're in grave danger. Everyone has access to your children. Si no tienen un acceso limitado de, de sus hijos a, al internet, cualquier persona puede entrar al internet. So I'm not going to tell you what you need to do, but you need to figure it out. 
no les voy a decir qué es lo que tienen que hacer, pero lo tienen que averiguar para saber qué es lo que nuestros hijos este, están viendo en el internet. All right. We're going to continue on. The third point, we see that it's not good for man to be alone. It's found in Genesis 2.18. El punto número tres es que no es bueno que el hombre esté solo. Vamos a ver este en Génesis capítulo 2, versículo 18. It says here, the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. Luego Dios el Señor dijo, no es bueno que el hombre esté solo. Voy a hacerle una ayuda adecuada. So if you think, if you think about this, God is a Trinitarian God. We have one God made of three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Pónganse a pensar en esto, que un Dios es un Dios trinitario. Consiste de Padre, Hijo, y Espíritu Santo. And so if a man is to, uh, is to glorify God, to display what this Trinitarian God is like, he can't do it alone. Entonces, para que el hombre pueda reflejar la gloria de este Dios trinitario, entonces él no lo puede hacer solo. So we, what we see is God begins looking for a suitable helper for him. He brings all the animals before Adam. Que Dios entonces comienza a buscar una ayuda adecuada para él. Trae los animales delante de Adán. This has got to be an amazing experience, right? He got to name all the animals. Imagine him getting to, to wrestle a bear or, or to pet a lion to fill its fangs or, or even swim with dolphins. Imagínense, Adán, eh, esta experiencia de Adán que nombró a los animales, quizás este luchó con los osos, <laughs> nadó con los delfines so y this, los nombró todos. Right, so this is really cool, but what we, we see here is that the animals weren't a suitable helper. Pero vemos aquí que los animales no eran una ayuda adecuada para Adán. So what God does is he He puts Adam into a deep sleep. He takes a rib out of his side and, and he creates Eve, the first woman. Lo que hace Dios es que él hizo que le cayera al hombre un sueño profundo y le sacó una costilla y de allí hace a la mujer. And I love this. When Adam sees his wife, he sings a song. He's the first R&B love uh, song singer. Imagínense que Adán cuando vio a su esposa, que es la primera cosa que hizo, le cantó una, una balada. Right. Finally, he has a suitable helper. The most beautiful woman in all the world, naked before him. <laughs> God is good, right? <laughs> que finalmente, este, ahora tiene una ayuda adecuada. Y que la vio, la vio inocentemente, ¿verdad? Que estaba desnuda. <laughs> so what you have to ask then, and this is a, a question that, You know, scholars, theologians are uh, that debate. Does that mean that we're incomplete without marriage? De aquí surge un tema importante del cual eruditos, escolares han han este tenido debates que es y la pregunta es que si el hombre no se casa es incompleto. There's many people that teach this, and I do not believe that we're incomplete without marriage. Hay muchos que enseñan que si, sin casarte tú no eres completo, pero yo no creo eso. I know plenty of people that are married and they're still incomplete. Yo conozco a muchas parejas que están casados y aún así están incompletos. On top of that, Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 7 writes that he wishes that we could all be single like him so that we could have undivided focus, so we could focus all our attention on, on glorifying God. Aún Pablo nos dice en 1 Corintios capítulo 7, él habla 
no, este, que él deseara que todos fueran solteros para que pudieran servir al Señor sin distracciones. Right, so Paul, Paul wasn't incomplete. He was complete in Christ, and, and God's people are complete in Christ, not in marriage. Que Pablo fue soltero, pero él estaba completo en Cristo, y aún así con gente soltera están completos en Cristo. But at the same time, you still can't live life alone. It's not good for mankind to be alone. Pero aún así, siendo soltero, no puedes vivir la, la, la vida este, aislado. Right, so if you're unmarried, what God has given you to be able to image God more perfectly to the world, to reflect His glory, is He's given you the church. Para los solteros, este, lo que Dios te ha dado para no estar solo, te ha dado la iglesia. Right, in the church. The church doesn't complete us as well, but, it's, but we need people to display this communal God to the world. Que la iglesia no nos completa, pero necesitamos a la iglesia para poder reflejar la gloria de Dios al mundo. And so if you're single, your time of singleness is, is a time to, to be actively involved in the church, to be, to be connected in, in fellowship, to, to be serving in the church and in the community. Que mientras eres soltero, no tienes distracciones. Puedes servir al, al Señor con libertad. Y puedes este, ser una bendición a tu comunidad. Right, Single, singleness is a time to serve God with, without any distractions of marriage and to grow in holiness. Que siendo soltero, pueden servir al, al Señor sin distracciones y eh, crecer en santidad. Now we see woman's role. In, in verse 18, we're told that the woman's role, or this point four, is that she's called helper. Y vemos en, regresando a Génesis capítulo 2, versículo 18, ahora nos enfocamos en el papel del, de, la, de la mujer. Y vemos aquí que Dios dice que es una ayuda adecuada. Right, so she's created to, to help man fulfill uh, his calling of glorifying God. They're to do it together, glorify God display his glory to the world. Que fue creada para ayudar al hombre para poder cumplir esta obra, no de reflejar la gloria de Dios. And so some people will really struggle with this idea that that women are the helper and even look at it like it's a, a demeaning role. Y hay gente que ve esto, lo que enseña la Biblia como algo humillante para la mujer, que es una ayuda para el hombre. But it's not demeaning at all. It's a it's a role that it has great significance and honor. Y no es para degradar a la mujer, sino muestra eso una posición de de honor. Right? Well, for one, we see that she's taken out of the man's side, right? She's created to be his equal on his side. She's not lower than man. Vemos que la mujer es creada de la costilla de Adán, o sea, de su costado, de su lado es igual a ella. And you also see Right, repeatedly all through Scripture, where where God is called our helper, the Creator God of the universe is our helper. Y también vemos en las escrituras que aún Dios dice que es nuestra ayuda, él nos ayuda. Right, if God is our helper, it's it's not it's not uh, you know a demeaning type of 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 term or role. Entonces, si Dios nos ayuda, no es decir no es para humillar a Dios, sino es algo importante. So her primary responsibility is to is is I believe to the home. Su su responsabilidad este principal es para cuidar su hogar. Right to to help maintain the home, to help 
you know, nurture children, to, to help raise the family, to help him in his task. Para mantener el hogar, para criar a los niños y ayudar a su esposo en cumplir esta obra. Now, I don't think it's sinful at all for women to work, right? It's not, that's not a sin, but if, if the man refuses to work and she's working, you got a big problem. You have a, a role reversal. Y yo no creo que no es necesariamente pecaminoso que la mujer trabaje. Hay situaciones donde el hombre no trabaja y tiene que trabajar este, la esposa, pero vemos ahí que es un gran problema. Right, so Eve must follow her husband, or women must follow their husband's lead. Respect him, submit to him. We're going to talk about this more next week. Que la mujer tiene que este, confiar en, en, en el liderazgo de su esposo, seguirlo, someterse a él. And so Eve, just like Adam, found, found this great fulfillment in, in, in helping her husband just like Adam did with, with his work. Y así también Eva, como Adán, encontró gran gozo en cumplimiento y en el papel que Dios le había dado para ayudar a Adán y glorificar a Dios. The final thing we learn is that marriage is for oneness. Y la última cosa que vemos es que el matrimonio es para unidad o ser uno. All right, it says here in, in verse 24, Genesis 2:24. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh, and the man and his wife were both naked and not ashamed. Nos dicen, Génesis capítulo 2, versículo 24 al 25, dice, Por eso el hombre deja a su padre y a su madre, y se une a su mujer, y los dos se funden en un solo ser. En, el, en este tiempo el hombre y la mujer estaban desnudos, pero ninguno de los dos sentía vergüenza. So we see here that, that men are called to leave their, their father and mother, right? They're to grow up, get a job, pursue Christ, grow in holiness. Que aquí vemos que el hombre, es, el, el varón es llamado a, a dejar y aferrar, aferrarse a, a su esposa, de crecer, de madurar, conseguir trabajo, seguir a Cristo y, este, y proseguir a una esposa, casarse. Right, men have a lot of growing up to do, grow in maturity, to be able to grow, to be able to lead someone spiritually before they pursue a wife. Que como hombres tenemos que crecer, tenemos que madurar en que seguir a Cristo, porque ese es nuestro deber como esposos. Right. And in, in here we learn that the two become one flesh. This, this powerful marriage is this powerful illustration of, of one, two people coming together to be one, just like we have one God made up of three persons. Y aquí vemos en el versículo 24 que los dos se unen y son un solo ser, una sola carne, dice literalmente. Así como, aún como Dios, Padre, Hijo, Espíritu Santo, son un solo Dios. Right, that's why together, the power of, uh, as one, right, displaying the glory of this Trinitarian God. Así como Dios en esta unidad de personas muestra su gloria. Right, Be, being fruitful, seeking the blessing of of the world around us, multiplying, working, and, and keeping, right? See, that, that's the order God's created for, for a society. Y así, en un matrimonio, ser fructíferos y multiplicarnos para el bien, así crecen sociedades, etc. And so everything should be one. You, can only have, you should only have one relationship. Todo debería ser una sola cosa. Debería tener una sola relación. You know, no, no hanging out with friends of, of the opposite sex. That's going to create very great danger. 
No andar con amigos o amigas del sexo opuesto. Right? No, no flirting, no emotional relationships. You better be very careful about uh, women, men and women, both of you, who you're talking to on, on social media. Este, no coquetear y alejarnos de relaciones emocionales con eh, personas del sexo opuesto que no son nuestra esposa o esposo. Right, you, you need to guard that oneness, protect your marriage. Tenemos que proteger esa unidad. And that means you should have one, one house, one bank account, one everything. Que deberías de tener un solo hogar y una sola cuenta bancaria. Let me tell you, you want to get divorced, have two bank accounts, you'll get divorced. Yo, yo les digo, si se quieren divorciar, que tengan dos cuentas separadas. Right? You have two bank accounts, you're going to be fighting over money and who pays what, when it, who, did you pay it, did you not, and what's going to end up happening is the woman's going to end up paying everything and the man's going to go buy a, a lowrider or something. Y la razón por la cual es así es porque comienzan a pelear sobre las finanzas y quién está pagando las facturas de cada mes, etc. Right? You're one in everything. You're partnering together to glorify God. Que en el matrimonio todo está unido. Now, why is marriage so hard? Entonces la pregunta es, ¿por qué es que el matrimonio es difícil? Well, we see in Scripture, marriage is hard because of sin. And Genesis 3 tells us what happened. Y la razón por la cual es difícil es por el pecado. Y eso nos dice en Génesis capítulo 3. So I'm going to summarize what happens in Genesis 1 through 12. Y voy a resumir entonces lo que pasa del versículo 1 hasta el versículo 12 del capítulo 3. Right in Genesis chapter 3, now all of a sudden we see Satan enter into the, to the story. Que vemos en el capítulo 3 que entra Satanás a la historia. He comes in and, and he tempts Eve. He wants to get her to, to doubt God. He wants her to believe his lie instead of God's truth. Que tienta a Eva tratando de convencerla de no creer en la verdad de Dios. Dudar de la bondad de Dios. Right, so he gets her to doubt God. Did God actually say that? Right, did God really say you can't eat from this, this tree? You won't die. You know, you won't die. Le dijo Satanás a, a, a la mujer, no es cierto, no vas a morir, no, no es como Dios dice. Right, and he tempts her to just doubt God and pridefully depend on herself, right? She can do it her own way. He tells her, you can be like God, knowing good and evil. Que Satanás convence a, a, a Eva a confiar en ella misma y dudar de, dudar de Dios. We see that Eve takes of the fruit. She eats it and she hands some to her husband. Y vemos que Eva tomó del fruto del, del árbol y lo dio a su esposo. Now you notice, where's Adam in all this? Si se fijan, ¿dónde está Adán en todo esto? Right, Adam is right there next to her. He doesn't say anything. He's not protecting her. He's not standing up against Satan, right? He's already stepping out of his, his role to lead and to protect. Que aquí vemos que Adán estaba a un lado de su esposa mientras, mientras esto estaba pasando. No dijo nada, no defendió a su esposa, no le dijo nada a Satanás. O sea, él estaba este, renunciando su papel como esposo. So he, like Eve, takes of the fruit and immediately they feel shame. They, they cover themselves up and they hide. Y comen del fruto y qué sienten? Vergüenza. Y se esconden. They hear God coming, walking through the garden and they're, they're hiding from him. Who does God look for? He looks for Adam, the leader, the one who's responsible here. 
oyen a Dios en, este, en el jardín y qué hacen, se esconden. ¿Y quién es el que Dios busca? El hombre, Adán. And when God questions him, he blames not only God, but his wife. Y cuando Dios cuestiona a Adán, Adán, ¿a quién culpa? A Dios y a su esposa. Right? He says, God, the, the woman that you gave me, she gave me the fruit and I ate it. Él dice, Dios, la mujer que tú me diste, me dio de la fruta y yo comí. Right? She grabbed me and put me in a headlock and shoved it down my throat. <laughs> me agarró y a fuerzas la comí. Right. And so what happens is their, their rebellion, this disobedience, breaks God's good creation. Que esta rebelión, esta desobediencia, este... I'm sorry, so it breaks, the, breaks creation, God's order. His sí, hay un quebrantamiento en este, la creación de Dios. And we see that, that a curse is pronounced on, on, on Adam and Eve. Y aquí vemos que una maldición es este, declarada por Dios. So in Genesis 3.16, we see women's curses that she would have increased pain in childbearing. El resultado de la maldición por causa del pecado nos dice en Génesis 3.16, a la mujer le dijo, multiplicaré tus dolores en el parto. And all the women said, thank God for an epidural, huh? Y todas las mujeres dicen, gracias a Dios por este, un este epidural. And the second part of her curse is that her desire would be for her husband and he will rule over her. Y la siguiente maldición era, desearás a tu marido y él te dominará. So what we see happens when sin comes into the picture is, Women begin to have an unwholesome desire for their husband. Cuando entra el pecado, vemos que la mujer tiene un deseo impuro hacia su esposo. Right before the before sin comes in the world, her her identity is to be found in in God, to be rooted in glorifying Him, and 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 she finds joy and fulfillment in her relationship. Que debería de ser que la mujer debería de encontrar su su cumplimiento en Dios. Pero no, en, por causa del pecado lo, lo ven por medio de una relación. Right, so sin separates Eve from God and she places her identity in man. She wants to find her, her fulfillment in her husband. Que el pecado la aleja de Dios y Eva busca su cumplimiento en, no encuentra, perdón, su, su identidad en Dios sino en una relación. Right, and this is the same thing all women have been experiencing for all, all of time, this unwholesome desire for the man. Y eso algo que la mujer ha experimentado desde ese día hasta el día de hoy. Este un deseo impuro. And so there there's two kind of extreme ends that women can go with this. One end is being a doormat and the other end is being domineering. Hay dos extremos, se reflejan dos extremos. El uno es el tapete de puerta ser pisoteada y el otro es ser dominante. Right, but and not every woman is all the way extreme, but they tend to lie close to one of those two edges. No es decir que uno está totalmente en este extremo este o el otro, pero si no es este en medio uno de los dos. So the doormat woman is someone that finds has this extreme longing to be fulfilled in a relationship. Y la mujer que busca hacer, sentirse completa en una relación, este, pues sí, es como un tapete. Right, because she wants this relationship so bad, she's going to settle 
for losers and crave attention from the, the bad boy. Que por causa porque desea esta atención va a buscar relaciones este malas hombres este malos. So if, if you've ever maybe yourself or no, or known someone that always ends up it seems like they always end up with the same kind of guy. They always end up uh, abused or or rejected. It's because of that unwholesome desire to be fulfilled by a man. Tales conocen a una mujer que siempre está en relaciones con hombres este malos que la tratan mal. Es porque tiene esta mujer tiene un deseo impuro. It's no, all, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Y no y no encuentra su identidad en Dios. And it's also why all the girl songs are always all about breakup and right being depressed over some guy that hurt her. Y por eso las canciones de la radio siempre se tratan de de una relación que falló, etcétera. Now the other end of the extreme is for a woman to be domineering. The, a desire, her desire is to control her husband. Y el otro extremo es que la mujer es mandona, es dominante, right, que busca con, el control. To control man, to be the independent woman, to be the feminist. Que ser este la feminista, la independiente. Right, the, these women look for a man that they can control, a man that won't hurt them, a, a man that that they can shape and mold and change. Que esta mujer busca alguien que que puede controlar, que puede dominar. This woman will struggle to submit. She'll want to to lead and assume the man's role. Que va a luchar con este someterse a su esposo. Not only will she t- want to take his role, but then she'll resent her husband when she takes it. No solamente quiere asumir el papel de su esposo, sino también va a resentir a su esposo porque él no toma este el control. Right, so that so we see the the effect of sin on women is to move unwholesomely towards the man. Y aquí también vemos este este deseo impuro hacia el hombre. You know, pulls her away from her role, away from her true identity. Que el hombre este la jala en la aparte no del del plan de Dios. In Genesis 3:17 through 19 we see man's curse. Y vemos aquí en Génesis capítulo 3 versículo 17 vemos la maldición del hombre. Man's curse is that the ground now would produce thorns and thistles for him. Que aquí vemos este que la tierra iba a producir este cardos y espinas. Right, he was created to work and and find this great uh, joy in in cultivating God's creation and, and he could he found great success in doing that. Que el deber del hombre era cultivar el jardín que que iba a producir este plantas y cosas así, pero no. And so now what happens is the thorns and thistles means that men your work is going to be difficult. Lo que significa los cardos y las espinas es que el trabajo del hombre va a ser difícil. This is why things never work out the way you're expecting, right? Uh, something forgets to ship. Something breaks. Someone doesn't show up at work, right? You're all, it's always difficult. Por eso está, existe la dificultad en el trabajo. Nada sale así perfecto. No llega la persona al trabajo, algo pasa, algo se va, se quiebra, etc. Right. So men will respond like women in, in one of two ways. Y el hombre va a responder como la mujer en dos maneras. Right. He, man's tendency is to be the authoritarian, machismo, chauvinist, or the abdicator, the passive one. Que otra vez dos extremos. El el hombre va a tener la tendencia a ser es el dominante o 
esto a ser el pasivo. Right, men begin to not just work to the glory of God, but now they're going to find their identity in work. El hombre dominante va a ver, va a trabajar, pero va a encontrar su identidad en el trabajo. Right, every every man here is going to struggle with feeling inadequate because the work just it, it never works out. I can't finish it. I can't complete anything. Este hombre eh, dominante, así que traba, solamente se enfoca en el trabajo, va a sentir este, se va a sentir insuficiente y por eso pone mucho empeño en su trabajo. So some men respond as being the authoritarian. They, they're driven. They want to win. They want to succeed. They're going to prove themselves. Que este hombre es este autoritario. Quiere comprobar que él este, sí tiene éxito. Right? I want to... I want to feel successful and I want to feel strong and what they'll do is they'll completely abandon their families or ignore their families and, and, and their work will pull them away from their God-given role. Este hombre se va a enfocar solamente en su trabajo y va a ser extraído de su familia. Right? That's why it's so hard to take a day off, right? Por eso es difícil para que este hombre tome un día libre. Now some men will fall on the other extreme and And they'll be an ab abdicator because they in feel so inadequate, right? Nothing ever works out. I'm going to try, and it's, it's, I, I'm not going to be able to do it, so why even try? Y el otro extremo es el hombre que este, renuncia a este papel de, de ser hombre, es pasivo. ¿Por qué? Porque intenta trabajar y ve que fracasa y deja, no quiere ser responsable y quiere evitar la dificultad. But these men are going to give up without even trying because they don't want to feel like a failure because their identity is in their work but they can't do it. Que renuncian porque quieren evitar esta dificultad y creen que no la pueden hacer. Right, so man's fall is he's wrapped up in his work, right? Everything becomes work. Working out, working on the yard, working on the car. Entonces el hombre se enfoca en, en trabajar, en trabajar en el, en el carro, en el traspatio, su casa, etcétera. Right, so man is pulled away from his wife, from his marriage, from his family, and at the same time, woman's pulled unwholesomely towards the towards the man, and there's going to be conflict. Y el hombre es alejado de su familia y de su esposa, y esto va a crear este conflicto. Right, and and domineering women tend to marry abdicator men so they can control them. Y mujeres dominantes se casan con hombres pasivos para que puedan ser este controlados. And if you tend to be a domineering type of woman, you're going to have to learn to, to submit to, to your husband. Y si eres una mujer dominante, vas a tener que aprender a someterte a, a tu esposo. Right, and men are going to have to learn to, to step into the role that God's given them. Que vas a tener que este cumplir con el papel que Dios te ha dado. But, but this is why marriage is so difficult. Y esta es la razón por la cual el matrimonio es difícil. And the good news is God has a plan to redeem marriage and it's even found right here in Genesis. Pero las buenas noticias es que Dios tiene un plan para redimir el matrimonio. But I truly believe that the curse that happens here is part of God's grace. God is going to allow this curse of sin to happen so that man and woman can find, see that they can't find their fulfillment and their identity outside of God. Y esta maldición refleja la gracia de Dios para que el hombre y la mujer puedan ver que en ambos no van a, no van a ser este completos, sino lo van a encontrar en Dios. That pain, that, that difficulty 
allows us to see our great need for a savior. Que este dolor, esta, esta dificultad, así vamos a ver nuestra necesidad para un salvador. In God already, right here. You know, he could have said, forget all this. These people screwed it up from the start. I'm going to, you know, wipe them out, start anew. Dios podría haber dicho, bueno, ¿saben qué? Borrón y cuenta nueva, voy a empezar de nuevo. Pero but, no. But he gives a promise. Look at verse 15. Dios da una promesa. Miren en el versículo 15 del capítulo 3 de Génesis. He says to Satan, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Dice, pondré enemistad entre tú y la mujer y entre, entre tu simiente y la de ella. Su simiente te aplastará la cabeza, pero tú le morderás el talón. So this is the first gospel that we see and it's only a, it's a hint, but we can see it now because we're on the, the other side of the cross. Esta es la primera muestra del evangelio. But this is, this is the sign of, of right Christ Jesus, our Savior, who would, who would be born of a virgin. Y aquí vemos, no es la promesa que Jesús iba a nacer de una virgen. Who would come and, and be ultimately be bruised by Satan on that cross, but, but, but that wouldn't be the end of the story, right? Then Christ would rise again and, and bruise Satan, destroy Satan. Que aquí vemos que en esta promesa que Jesús iba a ser este como dice, no este mordido en el talón, pero aquí vemos que Jesús iba a aplastar la cabeza de Satanás. Right, so your hope for your marriage is, is found in the gospel and the good news of a savior. Entonces tu esperanza para tu matrimonio es este Jesucristo. Right, because maybe you've totally ignored your role. Maybe you've you've tried to dominate. Maybe you've you've uh, abandoned. Maybe you've done any of these. Maybe you haven't wanted to work. Maybe you've just screwed it up big time. Tal vez uno de ustedes han, este, la han regado en su matrimonio, para decirlo así, han tenido dificultades. The good news is that we have a Savior that has come to die for our sins and, and rose again so that we can put our faith in, and receive, receive healing and, and then rightly order our lives. Pero las buenas nuevas es que Cristo ha venido para salvarnos, para poner este orden en nuestras vidas, para traer esa sanidad. Right, because what Christ does is he comes in and, and when we trust him, he restores our identity, right? God doesn't just justify us, but he adopts us into his family. Our, our identity is restored as, as children of God, as citizens of the kingdom of God. Que lo que Cristo hace es que restaura este, nuestra identidad en Dios. No, y nos estamos re reconciliados uh, uh, con Él y así eso afecta nuestro matrimonio. Right, when we get that, that new identity, that true identity, and, and we begin to find fulfillment in Christ, then we can now step into the roles that God's called us to and, and to pour out this love that has been given to us. Que tenemos esta nueva identidad en Cristo y que la podemos este, derramar, mostrar a los demás. Right, because Christ his great love abounds and, and it overflows and it enables us to, to love like Christ loves, right? That sacrificial love, and we're going to learn about that next week. Que el amor de Cristo este abunda y así nosotros reflejamos ese amor. Right, that's our hope for marriage is, is Christ. That's the only way. Nuestra única esperanza para el matrimonio es Cristo. 
You can't do it on your own, right? You, you will, be, men, you'll be pulled away from your family. Women, you, you, you'll, you'll try to find your hope and satisfaction in man, and he can't do it. Que si lo, no lo podemos hacer este solos, el hombre, pues sí, nos vamos a alejar de nuestra esposa y mujeres, vamos a tener un deseo impuro, no vamos a encontrar nuestra identidad en nuestra pareja. Right, so we must look to Christ. Por eso tenemos que ver hacia Cristo. I got a little bit of homework for you. I, I, I have a, a paper in the back that I want you to grab one when you leave. It's called Satan's Doctrine of Marriage. Tengo este tarea para ustedes. Hay un papel atrás en la mesa y se llama Doctrina de Satanás acerca del matrimonio. On there it, it, it identifies 15 the most common lies that can ruin your marriage. Y aquí tiene una lista de 15 mentiras este, y cosas que pueden destruir tu matrimonio. So what I would love for you to do is, is spend some time, you know, reading through that. Identifying maybe some of those lies that you've belie believed. If you've heard anything today that you're convicted of, write those things down and confess them to God. Eh, esta semana deberían de repasar esto para analizar, para tomar en cuenta estas cosas y si hay algo en esta lista que... Tal vez has creído, lo puedes confesar a Dios. Right, confess to your spouse, confess to each other, forgive each other. Confiésalo a tu esposa uh, y viceversa y perdónense los unos a los otros. A regular part of your marriage should be confession and forgiveness. You should be doing that almost daily. Una parte regular del matrimonio es este, confesar nuestros pecados y perdonarnos. Este, debería ser algo, algo diario. Right. It should be daily. It should be anytime you offend, you know, your spouse, you confess and ask for forgiveness. Debería ser en cualquier momento que ofendemos a nuestra pareja, nuestra esposa, el esposo. Right, so, so go through this, read it, identify lies that you might have believed, maybe some, some things that you heard today and confess, ask for forgiveness and forgive eh, each other. Sí, repasen este, este documento y para ver este, si han creído alguna de estas cosas. We can forgive because of how much Christ has forgiven us. Y podemos perdonar porque Cristo nos ha perdonado tanto. And your spouse might not deserve it, but you don't deserve it either. Quizás tu esposo o esposa no lo merece, pero saben qué? Tú no lo, no lo mereces tampoco. All right, let's pray. Vamos a orar. Lord Jesus, uh, I just pray that, that this might be the journey of just really strengthening our marriages, Lord, to have rightly ordered homes all for your glory and because we love you and all that you've done for us, Lord. Señor, yo te pido que esto sea el comienzo de, un, de una jornada, Señor, en este, mejorar nuestros este, matrimonios, Señor, y obra a través de, de esto, de estos estudios. In Jesus' name we pray. En nombre de Jesús. Amen. Amen.